right, just right into it. We're rolling. All right, uh, welcome to another round of Mom's Not Here. <laughs> I Maybe we'll talk more on this time around. Uh, last time was pretty short because we were missing a third of the commentary. I'm Dan. I'm Patrick. All right, and this week we're tackling possibly the least mom-appropriate movie on the list. It's Gangs of New York, and that's by Martin Scorsese, and... Mom does not appreciate his particular style of filmmaking, what with all of the shooting and the killing. Yeah, not quite as bad as Tarantino, but almost. No, it's... <laughs> uh, Scorsese has better stories, I think. I think you're right. So, Gangs of New York was uh, 2002, and because it's Martin Scorsese, and by 2002 he could basically do whatever he wanted, uh, he was already... Like, 1990s, 1990 was Goodfellas, 76 was Taxi Driver, uh, he was already able to command whoever he wanted to be in his films, basically. Uh, this is not the only film he's done with Leonardo DiCaprio, of course. Uh, they were also the, in The Departed, which I believe was also Martin Scorsese. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is in this one. Uh, ironically, though it wasn't ironic at the time, he is not a fan of Lincoln. His character in this film does not like President Lincoln. It oh, you're, take... I thought you were talking about the actor. No, 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 no. In, <laughs> in the film, his character is not a fan of President Lincoln, which would be ironic years later when he portrayed President Lincoln. Yeah. I... And did a very good yeah. job, by this the way. Is, this is more along the lines of his character in There Will Be Blood, which I have not seen, but uh, that is the movie where he drinks your milkshake. Uh, this there was he did quite a lot with blood. He did. Oh yeah. He was a butcher in yep. several different ways. Uh, Cameron Diaz has done a lot of stuff. She's in this one. I he's a Jim Broadbent. He's done a lot of work. I uh, I feel like I've seen him in another Liam Neeson movie at some point, but I can't place it. I yeah, I'm not sure about a a Neeson movie, but he did. Boy, he's Broadbent in a lot of movies. Broadbent has done so much work. He's in so many movies. Yeah, I did an initial search for him, and it was just this huge, humongous long list. Um, one of the most popular character British character actors of all time. I certainly recognize him as the sheriff, the head of the police department in Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, there he is. Got to Hot Fuzz, had to go back a ways. Uh, he is in a Liam Neeson movie. Which one? The first one. No. He's the uncle whose house they go to. Oh! <laughs> no kidding? Wow, it, it almost makes me want to go back and look at that. Had to had to rack the brain for that one and go back through his IMDb a little bit. The uh, uncle. Oh. Also in this one, John C. Riley, back when he was doing serious movies and not hanging out with Will Ferrell so much. And uh, there's so... There's a lot of people in here that, whether or not they're particularly famous actors, it's a, there's not a bad actor in this group. They did a real good job. Yeah. And, of course, Liam Neeson, who we will talk about when we get to the actual movie. But you may notice that you may notice me stalling for time here a little bit. Uh, this film, uh, let's talk about film stuff first, because the creation of this film is a little interesting. Uh, Martin Scorsese is grew up in Little Italy in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, he, as he tells it, he was interested in the history of the area because there are parts that date back to like the 1810s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's looking at what was the older, what was older New York like. In 1970, he came across a 
uh, nonfiction account uh, novel published in 1927 called The Gangs of New York, An Informal History of the Underworld. That was, He found that book in 1970. Uh, by 1976, with Taxi Driver, he was a rising star. In 1979, he got the screen rights to the book. Those of you who pay attention to the IMDb will know this movie came out in 2002 because he had a vision and people were on board with his vision but realized it was difficult to recreate 19th century New York in the level of detail that he wanted. Makes sense. Uh, he got Harvey Weinstein on board before Harvey Weinstein was creating problems for himself. Well, before he was creating public problems yes. for himself. Uh, the production was filmed mostly at the large Cinecita studio in Rome. They created over a mile of mid-19th century New York buildings. Wow. A 30-building stretch of Lower Broadway, Patrician Mansion, replica of Tammany Hall. Yeah. Uh, particular attention was also paid to the speech of characters, as loyalties were often revealed by their accents. They had a voice coach for the film, focused on distinctive dialects of Ireland and Great Britain. Leonardo DiCaprio's character, you'll notice, has a mostly American accent because he was raised in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, he studied old poems, ballads, newspaper articles, and the Rogue's Lexicon, a book of underworld idioms compiled by New York's police commissioner uh, for the Yankee nativists. He was trying to cre- recreate their accent. An important piece was an 1892 wax cylinder recording of Walt Whitman reciting four lines of a poem in which he pronounced the word earth as uth, and the A of an nasal and flat, like an. He concluded that native 19th century New Yorkers probably sounded something like the proverbial Brooklyn cabbie of the mid-20th. Wow. So, yeah, the accents in this film, it does, they don't sound like someone who picked up a bunch of Americans and put them in a film, or if we're doing some, like, historical European thing, everyone's speaking with a British accent. I thought Daniel Day-Lewis character was had a really interesting like the voice coaching there i think was probably really significant because you could tell he was he was working a kind of a unique accent and it was very consistent Mm -hmm. through the whole movie and he had an awful lot of speaking part Uh, and he was good with the math the filming was (laughs) mostly done by 2001 but as you'll note the final shot of the film is modern day new york which had in its skyline the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was delayed for a year for September 11th reasons. Mm-hmm. And did finally come out. Lots huh. of drama about the film itself uh, with between Scorsese's artistic vision and Weinstein's this is costing a lot of money vision. So that was kind of a thing. It only made about twice its uh, budget back. Which for movies is not, this was o- this was not over, the greatest. This was but. over a hundred million. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, it's pretty surprising. Yep. Now we're still dancing around a little bit because what on earth is this movie about? I googled it. I Wikipedia'd it. The Dead Rabbits riots are a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1857, and the Wikipedia page for the riots themselves lists this film as highly fictionalized. I would expect so. Because it was ended, the uh, military presence uh, was more a show of force, and they did not actually explosions and shoot people. 
Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting twist at the end, and it yeah, it felt it felt very artificial mm-hmm. in some ways. But I think it was almost the it was almost as if they took these gangs and they they fictionalized it to to uh, modern day gangs from the standpoint of the the authorities seeking to eliminate or neutralize the gang action. It's almost like that's what they were saying. Kind of. Was, you know, that was the start of authorities uh, in government trying to take control and eliminate the gang problem. I feel like... That's what it felt like. I feel like governments have always been wanting to keep the gangs down. I don't think that's... Eh, man. I don't know. Yeah, but it was it was almost like the gangs were completely in control. I mean, they were fighting each other, yes. Yeah. But during during the great majority of the movie, the gangs were in control. Yes. They were fighting each other and they were arguing over yeah. territory or turf or political or whatever. Yeah. But at that very ending part... They stopped being in control. They stopped being in control and they kind of all of a sudden were all on the same side. Kind of. The enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of a thing. Yeah. So, and, and that was a twist that was, in my mind, it was unexpected and almost awkward. It was. It like, well, well, the movie had to, The movie had to end. Uh, something, something, I interviews about how they had to cut more parts of the film than they wanted. So maybe there was supposed mm-hmm. to be more there. More development of More that development there. And it plot. just had to race to the end. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it was costing too much. You'll notice that we have yet to do our zero to Neeson on this one. Oh yeah. Uh, we'd better start doing that. Uh, the zero to Neeson on this one is within a minute. He is oh, the it's first. Like, it's, it's the first spoken dialogue. First character, basically, that's yep. there. Uh, well, Although we, you don't really see yeah. his face. We see a kid, and uh, we see a fa- half of a face shaving. The yeah. face belongs to Liam Neeson. Uh, he cuts himself with his uh, straight razor deliberately. And hands it to this uh, boy, who we later find out to be his son, and says, never clean it. The blood stays. Yep, the blood stays. Uh, We then have a several minute long scene where he kind of collects henchmen as he's walking through this massive structure. It feels massive. It feels, especially for the time period that it ends up being, it's huge. And it really looks like they are preparing for a fight. And they kick the door open, and there's nobody out there to fight. So they all line up. They got the jets lined up on one side. They get the sharks on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one side looks kind of ragtag, and they've got a bunch of different named gangs all coming together. That's the Liam Neeson side. He's playing a priest, and he's got, like, a priest cross stick and a sword. I think that that was the, the cross... Was actually a sheath for the sword. Ah, that makes sense. I believe could be. Either but, way, he, in, anyway, he was a priest, but also for fighting. Uh, the other side of this fight was a bunch of guys with top hats. Top hats are important people, or in at that point, I think they thought they were important. They referred to themselves as Native Americans. They were the na- They were the ones who had more like they were the born in america at least one generation deep in america as opposed to the immigrants and as opposed to native americans as you would hear them referred to these days so it's there's snow on the ground and it's a couple hundred guys and they just start fighting 
and it's not pretty and it's the makeup department at this point is not doing a lot of work because you see a lot of people get hit with a big knife and then just kind of turn over and fall over but there's a lot of people there there's some fighting and plenty of fake blood plenty plenty of fake blood eventually (laughs) uh but it's daniel tay lewis with his absurd facial hair and top head versus liam neeson the irish priest and i don't know who's the good guy because these could both be bad guys and the two bosses come to fight as you do in a climactic battle at the end of the movie except this is the start of the movie and they have some stabbings and that's when you said he isn't gonna die already is he and then he (laughs) dies uh it's like the first major thing that happens in the film it's not that far in uh wikipedia's plot synopsis will tell you this so it's not that much of a spoiler uh, this is only the second movie where Liam Neeson dies at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers, he doesn't fake his own death and come back at the end of this yeah, one. Yeah, he doesn't die twice. No, he only dies once in this time. one. However, what I think is significant is his legacy lives on for the whole movie. Which doesn't count. <laughs> well, <laughs> for, but, our per- for our purposes, for the fact doesn't of, count. But for the fact of plotline and, and character development is significant. It is. However... We are Not about, his character. We are though. about <laughs> ten minutes into the film, and the reason we're watching it is dead. It's okay. The rest of the film was good. I didn't feel bad watching it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't come back. Uh, the rest of the film is good. I don't know how much to say about it, because it's good, and people should watch it. Yeah. It, Scorsese does good work. Yeah. You, I think... I think uh, some character development between the 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 individuals that turn out to be um, the on opposite poles, the opposite leaders, yeah. if you will, later in the movie, um, the character development between those two is really interesting to watch. Yes, because it changes over time so significantly. Yes, and it's just kind of this rolling. Uh, what's going to happen next? You know, how are they going yeah. to manipulate each other how how are others going to manipulate them and there is at least one point in the film where i thought it was done Mm -hmm. and then it just kept going this is a long film this is easily two and a half hours at least two and a half hours yeah which is not that surprising it did seem like a long film It it did keep going but yeah you're absolutely right there was a spot where you think oh oh okay so that's gonna happen yeah and you kind of think you got to climax and you got to I guess this is going to be the end. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, and then there's and it goes on for quite a while. Yeah, well, they it was like they had an entire second movie to do. (laughs) Uh, No wonder they thought it costed a lot. Nowadays, (laughs) they probably would have done two movies instead of one really long one. I don't think I don't think you can pull off the three hour epic anymore. I think Lord of the Rings kind of ruined it for everyone. And there's still a couple of them out there, but yeah, there's some quality here. Yeah, Uh, yeah. We we definitely don't want to wreck it. it there is Ma- some good Mom stuff. would not be a fan of many things here. She would probably be speaking to the wardrobe. Yeah, that's true. She and there were some interesting pieces. She would have liked the wardrobe. Uh, yeah. I'm sure she would have uh, at least mentioned whether good or bad uh, Cameron Diaz's outfits. She yeah. probably would have had commentary on upon that. Uh, I can't say for sure if it's good or bad because she's not here. I thought I thought Daniel Day Lewis had some interesting outfits. Oh yeah, actually. You know, I mean, because when he was when he was in 
in positions where you were thinking, you know, he's going out and he's going to, you know, have a conflict of some sort. But he's dressed really nice. pretty decently. Yeah. You know, and really cool. He had the tallest top hat. In his, uh, yeah, the tallest top hat and, and really nice vest fabrics and stuff like that. Yeah, mom, mom would have really appreciated that yeah. kind of stuff. That All was right. kind of fun. Cinematography-wise, there's a couple of points where the cuts were weird. I was uh, noticing there was one in particular where it was a shot of it was a when they were dancing on the in the like balconies, mm-hmm. and then there's a shot of some kids in a cage. I think this is the part, and then it does a short jump cut to about a fifteen degree pan to the left of the same scene because it's I think it's because they switch to later on in the evening and they want us to see that it's the same place. But instead of doing kind of a it's darker now transition, it's a kind of er, jump mm. where they just skip some of the panning. It was very odd. Uh, there's also a bit at the end that I thought was very weird when the two forces are coming at each other and it's dark outside and one guy throws a torch and it the camera follows it like I... It's going to go land somewhere. Like a camera watching a golf ball in PGA. Yeah. And it watches it, and then you hear this kind of soft clattering noise, and nothing happens. And you don't see where it lands. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what? It just, hey, look, I threw this, and, oh, we're moving on with the movie. Okay. That was a little strange. Yeah, there's like, just a couple little bother? things in there. It's the kind of thing that, you know, takes it from a 10 to a 9.5. Yeah. Nothing really major, just a couple of curious hiccups that I think with maybe a producer that was more on board with the director could have made happen in faster than three years because it took them a while to make this movie don't know if there's much more to talk about because again it's there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in here that people need to watch it's good it's on netflix that's the reason why we were able to watch it so pop on your netflix gangs in new york yep uh so the peril meter on this one's gonna be pretty easy i think well it's just a a matter of we have we have done movies that were tens. Is this an easy in, ten? Well, we when we did the tens, usually it had something to do with the duration of his peril. Now the problem is for his duration in the film. <laughs> for the duration of his appearance in the film, the peril was pretty high. It was, but he just wasn't in the film all that long. Correct. But he does meet our criteria of being at least three scenes. He does, which we are very glad for. Otherwise, we would have watched a two-and-a-half-hour film for, for little, nothing. little yeah. to no reason. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can go to ten. But, well, but he died, you he know? Does, so he it's kind of like... And like, he dies violently. Yes. So, but he dies... Doesn't matter that he died and the guy who killed him had significant respect for him. I don't think so, because that... <laughs> I don't think so either. It really doesn't respect matter. Respect is not anti-peril. <laughs> no, that's true. I'd be... I'm thinking we could do a nine pretty easily. I think we could do a nine. All I right. think I'm going there. All right, we're going with a nine. All right, well, we've managed to blabber our ways to at least talking about this for a while here. <laughs> uh, this Go, w- yes, find this one. Find it's this one. Cool. It's worth watching. It, you just got to get past yeah. the blood and gore, gore parts, yeah. but, but there were a lot of... A lot of quality things yeah. about it. I so. once you're hearing this, I'll probably already have put up our uh, video game shenanigans. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I have plans. 
I future me will deal with that uh, in the future. Future me. I yeah, that sounds good. Editing me will wonder why I'm saying this. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.